And welcome to Oh, a podcast, the podcast about playing games and making games. Brought to you by O'Rock Studios. I'm Paul Franzen, the head boy of O'Rock. And uh, I'm Michael Gray. I'm the one with the slightly shorter beard. <laughs> You'll get there someday, don't worry, Michael. So, actually, on the subject of beards, so yes. do you have a, a, a corona beard, or is it just your normal beard? No, it's pretty much the same beard. Okay. It's not very impressive. I mean, it's not any more impressive than it usually is. Well, so it's extremely impressive, is what you're saying. <laughs> Your award-winning well, yeah. beard. <laughs> Look, it's been a few years since I last won a ribbon for my beard. Aww. <laughs> I think they actually do beard competitions uh, around here, too, but... Uh, I've I've seen those guys, uh, and they they make me feel just like I don't belong at all in that society. They are professional beard. <laughs> they are. They are <laughs> exactly. No, there's actually the Ithaca Beard Club, Beard and Mustache Club. I bought a T-shirt from them. <laughs> was, uh, yeah. What is it? A picture of uh, a beard in the shape of the Finger Lakes. It's very nice. Oh wow! Yeah. I, I was I was looking for somebody with, with somewhere to go for beard care tips. I I, I need to do that yeah. at some point. Oh man, I just searched for like beard beard competition and yeah, all these people are pros. These are like yeah, exactly extreme. Yeah. Nobody could beat them. It confuses me that the the beard hair is different from like the actual hair on top of my head. I'm like, what? Hmm. Why is this? Why is this happening? I've never had a beard, which which I grew for so long that I've been able to notice that before. So, are you are you having beard problems that require you to to seek out specialists? Um, it's just it's 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 curly, and mm. my hair is not curly, and so I I I'm trying to figure out what to do. Uh, what do you do? You, you want? beard straighteners is that the situation here i don't know is that what people normally do um, <laughs> i don't think it is no my wife says i just need to she says i just need to go to like a barber and ask how to uh take care of my beard <laughs> but th- they they would be all like hipster beards i don't know if i want that huh uh i know beard balm is a thing i couldn't tell you what it is though does that help yeah, yeah, okay. I, I I have heard of that as well. Yeah, I I remember vividly uh, when we lived in California, going to uh, this farmers market, and <laughs> walked by a stand that was selling the the person was selling the, their homemade beard balm, and they just started like screaming at me when they saw me walking by because I seemed like the sort of person who could desperately need homemade beard balm. I did not take them up on the Regardless offer, Regardless of skin type, you must clean your skin every day and moisten your beard and face. Well, that's what I haven't been doing. I haven't oh. been getting a facial every day. Oh. Well, that explains you don't, a you lot. You don't moisturize, Michael? Oh, man, your skin's going to look terrible when you're an old guy. You oh, have to man, moisturize. Yeah. yeah. 
I didn't know. And I like um, Google's recommended questions. People also ask, are beards still in 2020? Do people, do beards still exist <laughs> in 2020? I, oh man. I, I feel like in 2020, beards are less of a fashion choice and more just a lifestyle at this point. And not necessarily a lifestyle choice. It's just where we are all at emotionally at this point. Well, I mean, I'm just not shaving um, because of the coronavirus. Mm. I don't, I don't yeah. shave during pandemics. Well, it makes sense. You're, you're not going into the office every day now, so why bother? <laughs> I'm still going into the office. I work from home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so it looks like there are over like five different types of beards. Um, oh man, this is complicated. <laughs> I need to figure out the the where I land on the chart. I love that this is what we're talking about. We have a new game coming out in like a few weeks. <laughs> we're spending our podcast talking about beard maintenance. Well, no, no I mean, I'm just checking. It's uh, okay. So type, let's see what type yeah. three hair what, what, is. What okay, type, type do you, of beard do you hair. have? This is Type three hair ranges from tight curly tendrils to light curls. Okay, that's I don't I don't think tendrils? that's tendrils. Do you have beard tendrils? I hate it. Some of the beard champions have tendrils. No, it's not me. What is it? It's not me. Oh my. All right, beard tendrils. Oh, I hate whatever this is going to look like. See, I I wish this is something they need to teach us in in like high school. Different. Different hair types. Beard Are you a three B or a four eight or four A? I really need to know this. The things you are saying right now are complete nonsense to me. I have no idea what you're talking about. What? Well, anyway, apparently my my beard hair falls on a different part of the hair type system than my normal hair, and that's what confused me. Yeah. You're just you're off the beard scale. It sounds like. Well, let's bring it back to video games. Like Super Mario, he has a, a black hair mustache and then brown hair on top of his head, and I always find that a little confusing. Hmm. So apparently, I'm the same way. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's a very different color. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had a picture of my hair. Whatever. Anyway, so we've got a new game coming out. Is is that what yeah. you said? Is that something more <laughs> important is. to talk about? No, no, we can I mean, we can keep going into beards Rather more. Rather than trying I've to been, find I've the hair using, style uh, guide. Like, I've been using like uh, uh, an electric trimmer to kind of trim mine recently. I used to use just hair cutting scissors, uh, but I find the 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 trimmer I can get very exact. Though I have to be careful because it's very easy to shave off too much that way. So I've never um, used a trimmer actually. Really. Um, I don't have a pair of scissors. Is it like normal scissors or specialty scissors? Um, we, we have what are specifically made to be haircutting scissors. We got them, uh, for Christmas a while ago, I think. Um, but yeah, I also have the, the, the clipper, the trimmer as well. So, um, what I've been using instead of like a, a pair of scissors is, um, so we we had a pair of uh, fingernail clippers for babies, oh and fingernail God, clippers no. for babies are designed no. like scissors. So no. I figured because they're small and and a beard hair is small, I could make precision cuts. Um, but I'm yeah. not sure that was the best idea. But that was the closest I came to trimming. 
correctly. <laughs> this is this is like like I said, why we need to teach this stuff in high school. Um, I I find that the electric trimmer I can get a very nice neat shape to it, uh, except it's really good that day, and then when I shower, it gets all messed up again. And then I trim it again, and that's how it ends up getting too short. So I'm trying not to trim it too often at this point. Uh, another fun fact. Did you know um, hair clippings and beard trimmings, uh, you can put that in your compost. So what exactly is a compost, by the way? <laughs> uh, compost is where I throw all of my organic garbage uh, until it turns into dirt. And then we put it in the garden. How does it not get attacked by animals, I guess I should ask? Um, so we don't put, uh, one of the things you're supposed to avoid if you want to keep, like, raccoons and bears and stuff from getting into your compost is you don't put a lot of animal products in there. So we don't compost, like, eggshells and, and, like, moldy cheese and stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's a lot of, ours is a lot of vegetables and, uh, hay from our rabbit. Um. Those aren't animal food? Well, I, I, I uh, it's not no. So it's like stuff that's derived from animals. So like a hay comes from the earth. If it comes from the earth, you can put it in your compost, basically. Okay, okay. You won't have like wild horses running around trying to eat your uh, compost. Then no, <laughs> no, not a lot of wild horses around here. So I, I'm asking because I just read a book where they they made compost with uh, I think it was the remains of of uh, cherry pie and uh, fish mm -hmm. bones. Yeah, those, a lot of people will tell okay, you not to... Even though fish bones have fish? Well, that's what I was going to say. A lot of people will tell you not to put the fish bones in. Like I said, we don't put animal byproducts in ours. Uh, you can, uh, but it, it can attract vermin and, and other creatures. But you can, um, you can also try to avoid that if you have uh, a high temperature, a hot compost, and kind of bury it in there. Uh, then it'll dissolve more rapidly and you lessen the risk of, of a fox trying to dig in your compost. Okay, that makes sense. Th this book was incredibly poorly researched, so I'm I'm not surprised. So <laughs> they weren't checking the compost uh, subreddit every day like I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean it, 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 there were other inaccuracies in the book, so uh, I, yeah. I was hesitant to accept the compost information. <laughs> I wanted to get get it from the experts like you. Yeah. They actually, um, and I guess we'll probably talk about video games at some point, but I really need to talk about this now, is that they have uh, a master composter program in Ithaca where you take a bunch of classes and you can get a certificate that says that you are a master composter. And, and I've nice. always found that very interesting. Uh, the problem is that uh, being a master composter comes with certain responsibilities, some of which include uh, teaching other people how to be master composters. And it... I don't want to do that. So that sounds like a pyramid scheme. It um, does, actually. But... Now that I say it out loud, it does kind of seem like a composting-themed pyramid scheme. <laughs> I don't know about this. I I'm a little scared now. I, I guess I could just make up a certificate. I can make my own certificate. I can be the Oa Rock Master Composter. Ooh, should be my new job title. So Cat President 2 is coming out when? I still don't want to put a date on it. <laughs> okay. Well, how many but, aren't we don't know when the podcast is coming out, so no, I mean, right? The podcast is probably coming out. Uh so we're recording this on the on September the 23rd. Podcast will probably come out within the next week. I think it'll be the middle of October. 
early to mid October is what I think. Uh, I re- I originally thought it was going to be late September, early October, uh, but then I got a long contract that set me back a week essentially. Um, so that okay. kind of had made me shift my whole schedule a little bit. Um, but where we're at right now is, uh, as of today, I submitted what will likely be the final build of the game. There's nothing done. There's nothing left to add to the game. I just today finished the, uh, end credit sequence and a few, and a little bit of minor testing. Um, and barring, like, one of us randomly finding typos that we missed or bugs that we somehow missed, like, I think the final build is on there. Uh, so that's, that's pretty exciting, I think. (laughs) Very, very excited too. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I posted today that um, there's one chapter in the game which I think is not going to be relevant anymore, which is how they, they count ballots. Because it sounds like we're going to have a lot of mail in ballots and chaos with that uh, in this election. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, absolutely. But that's okay because. Uh, I know with the first game, we had like a semi-educational chapter about, what was it, the Electoral College or something? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. So I tried to do a, a, a chapter in that vein, because I always thought it's weird how they're like, 1% of the vote is counted. Boy, we know who won this state. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the uh, Banders pathway. Yeah, it happened a lot in the um, in the primaries. Uh, <laughs> It'd be funny to see we all these stations uh, or the n- the news people online say, "Okay, three percent of the vote is counted. We already know who won." I'm like, "Shouldn't it be impossible to know who won if only three percent of the vote is counted?" That's that's uh yeah. I haven't really taken statistics. Yeah, <laughs> it almost feels like our election process is based less on counting the votes. And more on making a decision as quickly as possible so you can be the first one to say it. It almost seems that way sometimes. Does the person who says it first get a special award, like a master composter uh, certificate? (laughs) I think the president gives a medal of freedom. Oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or, or maybe their website gets more clicks than the others. Yeah, I mean, it's probably, it's probably that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying very hard not to think about what election day is going to be like this year. I was going to say, I, 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 I have so many questions about elections and how votes are counted, but um, this year it's just going to be silly. So I, I don't think asking yeah. how it normally works is going to be very helpful. No, normal doesn't really matter in 2020. I think we've learned that if literally nothing else from this year. <laughs> Whatever whatever happened in previous years, it doesn't it has no relevance to twenty twenty. Okay, so random change of topic. Yes, sure. Beards. Uh, the Mountain Dew uh voodoo flavor for twenty twenty yes. is definitely Skittles, right? I have you tried it? Did you try it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's definitely and it's not just like red Skittles or yellow Skittles. I think it's specifically like when you get a handful of Skittles of all the different flavors and mash them around in your mouth. It's that flavor. Okay, okay. Is is yeah. there like a place that we're supposed to like report the answer online to win a <laughs> prize or <laughs> not that I know of. <laughs> 
I want to get credit Mountain. for guessing it, and then look, as mm-hmm. it's not going to be Skittles, it's going to be something yeah. else. Well, so I, I must admit that I also thought the Mystery Mountain Dew flavor last year was Skittles. Oh, oh but this okay. time, like, no, but this time it really hits you, right? Like, it's, it's Skittles. It's, yeah, it's so distinctly Skittles. Yeah, there aren't that many Halloween. I think flavors that you can come up with. I mean, candy corn was a pretty obvious one, but it's like, what other special yeah. Halloween things do you taste? Sure. It's just uh, I mean, pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice would be a really interesting Mountain Dew. I would drink the heck out of that. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't done that. Not a lot of pumpkin flavored sodas, huh? Yeah, not really. Um, probably, uh, by the next time we record this podcast, uh, it will be out already and hopefully everyone will be enjoying it. Uh, I think they will. Um, every time I test it, I just sit there kind of giggling to myself and thinking, oh my gosh, I can't wait for people to play this. I can't wait for people to stream this. I can't wait to, to sit in the chat and watch people's reactions to this ridiculous game. Uh, I, I just can't wait in general. I think this is our best game yet. Yes. Okay, that's 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 good. I'm also very excited. I'm just um, I don't know. Like, like I said, because of all the uh, election weirdness going on, it's kind of impossible yeah. for me to tell what's normal and where's normal. Um, because I know some people have opened up. Some people are already voting, right? And I think it's yes. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we haven't had the debates, but people are already voting, and I feel like that's. Not what normally happens? No, it's weird. Yeah, I think there's um, definitely mail-in ballots have already started, and I think some states have already started doing uh, on-site early voting as well. I I know we're doing that. If not already doing that, we're doing it soon. What is on-site early voting? Well, I mean, that's just voting, voting in person, but, I mean, but... Yeah, doing it early. Like they'll have uh, in Ithaca, what, like for a- example, we're going to have we're going to have a few polling sto- uh, stations open in the county uh, every day until election day, and then on election day, all of the polling places are reopened, and you you go to your normal polling place. But if you want to do early voting, you have to go to one of these random ones instead, and then vote in person there. Okay, it seems weird to, like, even have an election day if... You're making it sound like, so it's going to be more like election week where you are? Because they've got polling places open all week? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty accurate, yeah. Yeah, I mean, election day is going to be a weird thing anyway because they're not going to have counted all of the mail-in ballots, which we know there's going to be a ton of this year. Um uh, I know for the primary, New York State like wouldn't even open the mail-in ballots until a week after election day. I I don't know if we're still doing this horrible, horrible thing. That seems for like the a general terrible but... <laughs> idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> unless unless you're trying to like steal the election and say, oh, guess what? I found a I found a, a big bag full yeah. of ballots for my candidate. Well, I mean, that's exactly what people are going that's to exactly say. That's exactly what everybody's going to say, no matter what happens. So we're, we're screwed, yeah. basically. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> Maybe, uh, can we do a cat president to uh, election day stream so we don't have to look at the actual election results coming in? I'm actually going to be babysitting that night. So I, I think are I am. Really? I'm going to be doing childcare, so I won't. I I'm going to be missing out well, on be a fun most election party. of the election night. 
Oh, that's lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll be finished at like 7.45, and that's West Coast time, so that would be... Oh, yeah, I'll like be in bed by then. Yeah, so it'd be like 11 o'clock by the time I I manage to get home, probably. Or at least 11 Mm -hmm. o'clock East Coast time, and that's what matters for elections, so... Yeah. Yeah, huh? That's interesting. Well, here in Oregon, we have mail-in ballots, so you can either mail in your ballot or just drop it off at one of those sites. Like, I think every library is a site. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, wait, do you have those, like, I've seen pictures of things that kind of look like like public mailboxes that you can drop your ballots in. Do you have something like that? Yep, that's basically it. it. Yeah, that's cool. it's either inside or outside the library. I guess it has to be outside because all the libraries are co- closed. Yeah, I just... What's going to stop somebody from just, like, lighting a match and throwing it inside the ballot box? Oh, God, don't put, don't put that energy in the world, Michael. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. The Dropbox oh. locator is, shows oh. up 20 days oh, before every election. Okay, well, that's cool. I mean, if they need someone to count the ballots, like I can just go somewhere and count them, and I'll do I'll do it for free if it helps make this helps this move along, you know. Yeah, I got nothing better Oregon, to do. We use, I don't I'm have kids. We use, <laughs> I'm told we just use a giant Scantron machine to uh, read all the ballots. <laughs> yeah. that, that's what I'm told. So, oh yeah, yeah. Well, we, that's what we do in uh, New York. I mean. Uh, I know different states do, like, on a normal election, different states do it very differently. Like, uh, in New Jersey, I remember my parents, like, actually go into, like, a booth. And from what I remember from a little kid, there's, like, actually, like, a big computer thing with, like, knobs and switches and stuff that you push buttons and and pull on handles. Um, And it's nothing like that here in New York. Like, it's literally, like, a Scantron-looking piece of paper. You fill in the bubbles, and then you feed it yourself into the Scantron machine. Interesting. I'm trying to think of there's I'm I'm just scrambling looking through my notes to look at something that isn't politics to talk about. Because I hate it. I hate all of it. Okay. Well I was gonna say that gosh, you know, like every single fast food place, you know, I, I can send in my order to the fast food place. They let me look it online look it up online, see if it's correct, let me make changes if I want. And they they tell me where my order is in the process. It's like I wish ballots were the same way. <laughs> oh, man. Or, like, Even. when you, like, order a pizza online and it tells you, like, Dave's making your pizza right now. It could be, like... Yeah, the tracker. <laughs> Jeff yeah. is feeding your... Is opening your ballot and checking your... Si- to make sure your signature matches. <laughs> yeah, I think they might do that in Washington, but I don't know. I, I Either way, it's, like... Didn't they try doing that in Iowa this year, and then that was just such a huge failure because nobody oh, knew how yeah. to work the app? So they they tried, but unpaid volunteers running badly. the system apparently that doesn't work very well. Let's get some paid volunteers. So next steps with Cat President Two. <laughs> I can't I can't talk about the election anymore, Michael. I can't. Oh, I'll talk about secrecy sleeves sometime later. I can't. No, no, no. So yeah, like I said, the the game is essentially code complete at this time, barring any unforeseen bugs that we happen across. So um, basically what I'm doing now uh, is I'm updating my uh, my PR mailing list. 
um, basically the list of, of people and websites and streamers and all kinds of stuff that I'm going to email uh, my press release and Steam codes to. Uh, I haven't updated it in a couple years now, not since Pizza Boy came out. Um, so I'm trying to make sure I have the most up-to-date contact information I can so we can get as many people uh, covering, writing, talking about the game uh, as we can. Um, so that was sort of my afternoon so far, and I still have a little bit to go, is I, getting I this wish, list up to date. Yeah. Oh, man. It's fine. It, it it always takes a while. It'll it'll actually take a lot less time when we launch Internet Court because there's probably only going to be a few months between those releases. Um, fingers crossed, anyway. Um, so my my database will be quite up to date at that point. But yeah, it's 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 a thing I'm working on. I mean, if if listeners of our podcast have learned anything, it's that basically every every step of this process takes an excruciating amount of time. If you you know want to do it right, if you want to be diligent and make sure your I's are dotted and T's are crossed. Uh, but yeah, that's that's sort of the the trench that I'm currently in is is PR stuff, which uh, while not my favorite thing, it's it's at least uh, very very different from everything else I've been doing. It's a, I guess it's a break from coding and photoshopping. Um, yeah, and that's sort I, of, I mean, yeah. I can't bother sending messages to people. Those, those feel awkward. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it is awkward, but if you can't get people talking about your game, then no one's going to buy your game because they're not going to know it exists, you know? You need you need that one website to cover it so that the other websites will cover it so that the YouTubers will get interested so that the Twitch streamers will get interested. You you need to get you need to get at least a handful of of people that other people listen to and then you know have sort of a cascading effect. I think that was part of why Cat President was successful is that a few like big websites like Kotaku talked about it and then it got it on other people's radar. So that's sort of what I'm working on is is trying to develop that radar. Yeah. Let's see. So that's that's all that's been going on basically with Cap President too. Uh yeah, I mean I can talk about some of the specific things uh that I wrapped up in the last month. The achievements are done, the like I said, credits, interface, uh Steam store, we wrapped that up, all that stuff. Uh, did we get uh one of those like silly achievements for uh, all the random Disney quotes in the game. Oh, I never did do that um, because I didn't. Um, we, I know we, you made a note on, in the Word document script for several of them, but then uh, I just no, I didn't. I didn't do it. <laughs> I wasn't sure if if it was comprehensive enough, and I didn't feel like figuring it out. <laughs> so no, but uh, I did use. I used most of the achievements. Um. This game by far has more achievements than any of our other games, I think. So if achievements are something you've been you're into, we've got a lot of, of them. Um, I think I pared it down a little so that um, there's like three or four story point achievements in each pathway um, instead of like seven or so. Uh, I got I just mm-hmm. kind of cut it down a little bit, um, partly to make less work for myself and. Uh, Partly because I wasn't sure if if people would like their having that many achievements. Maybe it would be like distractingly frequent. I don't know. I, I was just rationalizing because I didn't feel like doing it all. <laughs> well, I I mean it made sense because you know mm-hmm. some of the achievements I I put down there were it was yeah. basically me. It's like yeah. coming up with achievement every two two to three yeah. chapters. Um, 
But I am very, very happy with how that all turned out. Um, and I tested them, and I was able to achieve all the achievements, so that was exciting. I now have 100% of the achievements in this game, and no one else does. Just me. Oh, I, I should probably try to get all the achievements now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that update was like a week or two ago. I don't remember at this point. Um, but if you update now, you'll have the absolute final complete game, which is fun. Um, oh yeah, the other thing, this, this was my adventure today. Um, so one thing that's a, that's a good thing to do, um, when you're at like the tail end of development is try to do, uh, like a fresh install of the game on a computer that you've never installed it on before. Um, so that way you can be absolutely sure that there won't be any like weird save files floating around or no persistent data, like all the, all the stuff where you unlock endings in Cat President 2, you can be sure that None of that stuff is actually unlocked on this version. It makes it much easier to test the experience of a player downloading and playing your game for the first time. Um, so I was trying to do that today, uh, but it turns out that my testing laptop is officially too old to run Steam games now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got a... I, I, I had to update Steam, which took like 15 minutes because I haven't in two years. Uh, and then when it was finished updating, it's, it gave me this scary error message. It said, Steam is no longer supported on this version of Windows, which is Windows Vista. <laughs> so. So sad. Yeah. Oh. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So, um, that, those are sort of the, uh, the highlights of Cat President 2's development in last month. Uh, what are you up to, Michael? Um, you know, I haven't done much. I, I mean, it feels like I haven't done much, so it, I wrote another Pathway of the Moms game. I think we we talked about that on the last podcast where uh, we decided to rename the character Augusta James. That's right. <laughs> and so I just finished writing that Pathway of the Moms game, and that's it. You know, it took me over a month to uh, write the Pathway, so I'm not, I guess, the fastest. Oh, well. Uh, you're still way faster than me. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. We'll see how much you like it. But no, you're going to love it. It's fantastic. There you so, go. That's what I want to hear. Uh, I, I don't think there's anything I really needed to bring to your attention in terms of the, the uh, mom's game pathway. You know, I feel I, I did like try to add puzzles um, to this game. Right. But I feel like some of the puzzles are bad and not going to make it all the way through, but that's okay. We could probably release them as bonuses or something. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so I, I'm fully expecting you to, to send back some of the puzzles and say, this is terrible. Don't do it. Uh, I really liked one puzzle I came up with, which is um, trying to tell if a piece, uh, it, it's got two pictures of a dollar bill and one's fake and one's real. And you have to figure out what the differences are. So you can identify which one is the counterfeit dollar bill and I, I thought that was just a really fun puzzle, and it was really fun to to, to program and do the artwork for it. So right, cool. Um, I know. You, I remember you mentioned before that uh, you've been uh, kind of doing all this in Renpy already. Have you been uh, also making art as you go along, or you've been using uh, placeholder art, or both? I guess. I feel like it's all placeholder art, but um, mm -hmm. this was one puzzle where I actually had to do actual art. Um, I. I will check right now to see, because I don't remember off the top of my head, if I had um, right. 
art for the other games, uh, the other puzzles in this pathway. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Um, yep, that's placeholder art. That's placeholder art. That's the puzzle I was talking about with a, a dollar bill. And then the other one is also placeholder mm-hmm. art. So yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just placeholder art. It's like a one is pressing button one, two, and three. And so it's just a circle with the number two on it. It's not really a thing. So for the art style for this game, and I know you had other things you wanted to talk about, uh, but for the art style for this game, are you envisioning uh, more drawn art like a Francy Drew or a, 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 your Mermaid Mission Titanic? Or are you envisioning uh, more photographic art like we've been doing Cat President and Pizza Boy? I'm not entirely sure. So with the uh, placeholder art, I've been doing both. Um, if that oh, makes interesting. Sense. So the okay. characters. So um, actually, never mind. So it looks like with the the placeholder art, uh, like about half of them are just pictures of real life people that uh, are pictures of real life people, and then the other half are, uh, it's book covers from. The, the Nancy Drew River Heights spinoff series. <laughs> okay, which, so those, um, I'm pretty sure we can't use that. Is a Definitely. terrible romance series. It's a terrible romance series, by the way. We can't use it, and we wouldn't want to. So that's... <laughs> we wouldn't want to. Yeah. But uh, one of the things was was a chapter, like chapter three or, or chapter two, where, no, I, I think it's chapter one, where um, uh, the character Augusta uh, talks to the main character and says, it's like, okay, what would be a character in a romance novel? Or just make up a character off the top of uh, your head. And so the main character starts describing her and making up a backstory for her, sort of subconsciously. And I feel like that's probably all going to have to change once we get like an actual piece of artwork for this character. Sure. Because uh, it, it's from the cover where the girl is... Oh my gosh. So her boyfriend had a coma in in the hospital mm-hmm. with a coma. So she starts going out with his hotter, older brother who um, rides a motorcycle. Because that's yeah. what you do when your beloved boyfriend, I guess, is in the hospital. So mm-hmm. this yeah. would be River Heights number 12. Hard to handle. <laughs> Uh, it'll be interesting, I think, if we do go with the the photograph style. Um, we haven't really done puzzles in that style before. Like, for example, you were describing with the uh, counterfeit dollar bill. Uh, that would be, I think, how we would do that is we, I mean, I'd take a picture of a dollar bill, and then I guess I would uh, maybe take a picture of another dollar bill and then manipulate that second picture in some way to, to add the, the counterfeiting elements to it. I guess it depends on what we're looking for. Uh, that makes it counterfeit. So that's how I did it. Yeah. Um, basically, I, yeah, I just took a, like a scan of a real dollar bill, and then I I manipulated it. So like, okay. Uh, oh, you already did it. Uh, yeah. No, if I could share the picture in the, I don't even know if that's even possible. Let's see. Anything's possible oh, in Discord. I think it might be possible. Everything's possible. Okay, so I'll then um just share the picture of the puzzle you won't be able to click on it but it will be a picture of the puzzle to give you an idea of what it looks like yeah it's uh i changed um what do you call it so i i changed the signature uh so basically i just blanked out the signature on the dollar bill and then i added a picture of a picasso's signature because that apparently (laughs) was uh, a public (laughs) domain 
signature that the O'Rock logo. Oh, it's just got a giant <laughs> Picasso there. I actually, yeah, yeah. So I think the the Picasso. Uh, I think I would probably want to make that. I would. That stands out a little too much. I would wonder if I could. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you did this in like Photoshop, I might be able to manipulate the layers a little bit to make it stand out less. I'll tell you what I love though is George and his closed eyes. That's really He's subtle and really at good. You. Oh my gosh, I love it! I love it. Yes, 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 yes. So, um, <laughs> no, actually, I, I I did that all in Photoshop. It looks like yeah. cool, but uh. So what I had to do also to make this puzzle work is I've got a, I've got an image file which is just blank. There's nothing to it, but it's the exact same size as the uh, the signature, so the player will be able to click on it. So it's like an invisible box where the signature is, and that's actually what the player's clicking on. Okay. As opposed to the signature, and I've also got a circle. Because the idea is when somebody clicks on something, a little red circle will appear around it to indicate you've already clicked on it. You don't need to find it again. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know if that was the best idea. but uh, So that's the only puzzle I think I've done with real art, and then everything else is just placeholder art for uh, the uh, the game. I just love George winking at me. I have one that's probably not placeholder art, but it's a really weird idea for a puzzle but it's a map of the country bhutan and okay. that's that's basically what's in the background for the puzzle so okay. you need to locate a specific city um yeah and the, the the name of the city happens to be the name of the restaurant where uh a character is waiting for you so it's 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 kind of weird but there there you have it so i was gonna say um earlier with the uh it feels like a cheat with the mom's game that uh, I thought the, the premise of the game is that you date like a, a bunch of moms or something like that. But uh, in the Augusta pathway, mm-hmm. she just happens to have a twin sister who's single. And I'm like, is that is that cheating because she's not technically a mom? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. It's your game. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I haven't played the Dream Daddy game, so I can't... <laughs> I think I think uh, Dream Daddy does a lot of things different uh, than than we will do with the Moms game. For example, I believe a, a large component of Dream Daddy is uh, the uh, the sexiness of the game, for lack of a better term. And I don't know how sexy the we're planning to write and do. I don't know how sexy this game is going to be. How much it's going to lean into that aspect exactly. It seems like that would be difficult if we're having like real live pictures um, <laughs> of people, because then we'd have to get actors who have appropriate levels of sexiness. I would say. Are you saying our our is our that fans, a weird way of putting? Are it? you it's... saying our fans aren't sexy? <laughs> Do we have sexy mom fans? Because, <gasps> like I said, it, um, I think I've mentioned this. I think it's because. Uh, I don't know if it was your idea or not, but we, we try to have the moms be different ages, or at least they have kids of different ages. So one has an infant, one has a teenager. Mm-hmm. So um, this pathway, the Augusta pathway, is somebody who's um, 17. She's got a kid that's 17 years old. And so she's, uh, I think she was 38. Um, they address her age in like the good pathway. Or, or the good ending, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. But in none of the other endings, they, they really discuss their ages. 
Um, one of the other pathways, you, you get a chance, the Brittany pathway, you get a chance to guess what her age is. And I don't know if this is something that we would have to change or would be able to keep, um, depending on uh, the characters. Right. Or who's acting it. But with Augusta, we've definitely got a set age. You need to look like 38 to 40. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's too specific. I know with like movies, it's probably more like you you portray a character from their 20s to their 40s, right? Because they have they have makeup magic that they can use to age or de-age someone. Yeah, it's just, it's something we'd have to put on our casting call, right? We, that you could uh, convincingly portray someone that is this in this age range, like, you know, upper 30s or whatever. Uh, and that's fine. That's something we can do. Okay, so speaking of Dream Daddy sexiness, yes. apparently there are pictures of these Dream Daddies not fully clothed. Yes, I think, that, I that's think a thing. That, that's sort of what I, I, I was getting at. I don't think we could do yeah. that. <laughs> that's sort of what I was getting at. Well, that's at. what you meant. You're... <laughs> I feel like that's not going to be okay. a major component of our game. No, no. It, it was weird in the Augusta pathway, I mentioned her clothing, like, mm. three times. So I'm like, I'm not sure if we could even do that with... I mean, theoretically, we mm. could just get the model or whatever to show up and just take pictures in, like, three different outfits, mm-hmm. but that seems like it would be weird. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not impossible. Like, we can definitely specify costumes to some degree. Remember, in Pizza Boy, we had all of the people working at the pizza place who asked all of them to wear just, like, uh, what was it, like, a, a polo shirt. Uh, so, I mean, that was that was pretty uh, mm-hmm. basic way to do that, so... Uh, but yeah, it might be more challenging if, if it requires multiple costumes. That might be something we'd have to pay extra for as well. I was going to say that, um, gosh, have you heard of the Carol Reed series, which is an adventure game series from uh, Sweden? Uh, I've heard of it. I've never played it. Okay, so it's um, all of it's like real life photographs. So like this person basically, you know, took pictures of real life characters generally in the games there's a lot of exploring abandoned buildings and stuff like that because i imagine those are way easier to get pictures of sorry i just i just googled it wow these are this is very interesting looking cool yeah so these are those are all like real locations but with the with the characters um it's obviously pictures of real life people I think in in some of the games, the characters, like, change clothes to indicate it's a different day of the game. Mm. So I, I don't know if that's something we would do if we decided to go the route of having real-life models in the game. Ah, I mean, we never, we didn't, we haven't done that before, I guess I'd say. Like, uh, uh, in the, the, yeah, the characters in Pizza Boy never really changed outfits. Uh, not just the, the workers there, but also, uh, like, Victoria's character didn't change her outfit. Or uh, or the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is so interesting. So, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the Carol Reed picture. So these characters, uh, they're not videos, right? They're just still images. Is that correct? Because they the screenshots look like they could be yeah, videos. Yeah, they're still images. Wow. Yeah, no, no, no. The screenshots. I mean, it's it's he he just went around all these various places in Sweden and took pictures. It, it takes place in the town of Norrköping. Uh, I feel like. Some of the actors don't voice their characters, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why they couldn't do it in video, even if they really wanted to. Yeah. Are the are the backgrounds the backgrounds are like are still like CG art? Is that correct, or are they also photos? 
No, I think the backgrounds are all photos. I think every background in the game is an actual. I should probably photo play this game just like to for inspiration about how other developers do this because I've haven't played very many other games that do photos like we do. So it'd be interesting to see how another developer does it. Have you uh, have you done walkthroughs of these games? I have, in fact. Ah. I, it was interesting because I did a walkthrough for the first game, and after that, the uh, the guy who made the games emailed me. <laughs> and the, uh, I feel very like what do you call it, self conscious, because I'm like, oh no, I. What if he watches my walkthroughs for for the uh, you know the other games? But he, he seemed very positive and liked it, so okay, I try to be very nice. And at you know, in every walkthrough, I say you know. It's a nice independent developer. Please buy the games if you're interested. <laughs> Don't get him angry with me. Oh yeah, it looks like you um, you played a, a bunch of them on your channel. Do you have a favorite, or is there a specific one you think I should check out? Which which one which one does the most interesting stuff with photos, or are they all about the same? <laughs> that's I I mean watch the one that I'm posting this week. Um, that does interesting stuff with photos. Oh man, this looks so interesting. Wow, so. Definitely putting that on on the to do list. See if that can uh, help inspire me. So it looks like it's like a, a Nancy Drew kind of game where like you actually move around a room by like clicking on different arrows to go to different places. Is that the is that the idea? Yeah, it's like one of those. Uh, it's a first person adventure yeah. game. So I don't know what other first person adventure games there are. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! <laughs> Sorry, it's showing me your other videos. I can see your uh, your Corona beard here, your pandemic beard. Looks pretty good. Oh no! Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, it's very full. That's Let's very nice. From a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at your Argofunf talk Barbie princess adventure. Oh, yeah. No, that was just like last week. Yeah, yeah that's great. I think I actually combed it ahead of time. <laughs> so I've got pictures where it, if I comb my beard the wrong way, it looks like wild and larger <laughs> than it actually is. Oh, it looks great. I don't think you need to do anything to it. Okay, I, I don't need to take it to a professional trimmer, like <laughs> like my wife says. Oh, ridiculous. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, I don't know if she would take uh, beard advice from me anyway. Uh, I was looking back, uh, I saw a picture from your wedding not too long ago, and my beard was an absolute disaster. I'm really sorry I ruined all of your pictures with my disaster beard. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very bad about that. It has it's not been okay. that wild in a long time. Nobody's really seen the, uh... Yeah, I don't know who's going through the old wedding photos, so I, I think we're all safe. <laughs> yeah, it just, um, my computer, I have it set up so that, uh, every day it scrolls through, like, a new, like, it makes my background a different image that I have on my computer, so it was one from your wedding, and I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I did that to those poor people. <laughs> I don't think they noticed. I don't know. Uh, Michael, have you been playing any games lately besides the Carol Reed mysteries? Anything interesting you want to talk about? I feel terrible because I've got like a backlog of the Carol Reed games I've been trying to get through. But <laughs> How I many of these games um, are there? So this guy has been making these games for at least 15 years, I think. Wow. So, um, this this is like a long-running developer. I, I, What's this game? The Bird Watcher. That sounds fun. Is that the is that the new one? Uh, twenty eighteen. No, that's it looks the thirteenth like. game. Okay. Anyway, uh, I, I mentioned uh, 
Barbie uh, Sleeping Beauty, which I managed to um, get installed on my computer and play, so I'll try to do a walkthrough for it someday. That sounds this very exciting. This is a 1999 uh, video game. It, it's almost like a picture book. Do, do you remember, like, uh, they had picture book games. I think it was in, like, the... Uh, the 90s, where it's basically, they'd read the story out loud to you, and you could, like, interact with the characters a little bit. Yeah. I have a few of those on my CDI. <laughs> yeah, it's like the little critter had one. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I think there's, like, the scary house one. Yeah, I've yeah. got a few based on Aesop's fables. <laughs> yeah, so the Barbie Sleeping Beauty is a lot like that. It basically tells the story of Sleeping Beauty, uh, and you just watch as the story gets told. And there are a few places where you can interact. Like in one room, uh, you play hide and seek. So you have to find like the five fairies that are hidden on the screen. And then another room is, um, there are three pictures. You just click on the picture to make the characters fall asleep. It's not really that much of a puzzle, actually. It's just <laughs> click on the three boxes. See, now that's the kind of puzzles but we could be also... doing in Renpai. <laughs> That yeah, sounds yeah. very good. Yeah. But the animation is great. I think I've expressed admiration for like the uh like King's Quest 7, The Princeless Bride, that that oh. sort of animation style in adventure games. Where it's like, "Wow, this is really cool. I wonder how they did that." They I think they paid like actual people. Yeah, having having a budget really works wonders for stuff like that. Yeah, it's great, but I mean, I don't even know where I would go to uh, have animation in our games, but, <laughs> well, that's all the video games I've been playing, because I've just been trying to do catch-up, really. Yeah. Um, I've been playing Ring Fit Adventure. Oh, you finally um, got that. that. went okay. Yeah, I finally got it. It's a, it's a fun game. My family seems to like it. And uh, Detective Pikachu, I thought, was a really interesting game, too, so... Uh, I liked it. I I just hated the ending, but I I really liked the game, and I'm sad that there's not going to be a sequel. Oh, it didn't it didn't do well. Uh, no, they they made a movie based off of it, so I think that's that's where all their hmm. attention is. Probably making a sequel to the movie because the movie has a much better ending. It has a, the game has the same ending as that Professor Layton game starring his daughter, which is basically, oh, I know you're a detective. And this entire game, you've been trying to find your missing father. Well, keep looking. Maybe you'll find him someday. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's a terrible, unsatisfactory ending. I, I want to know what happened to missing dad. But uh, in, in the actual, you know, Detective Pikachu movie, they actually do find the dad at the end of the at the end of the movie, and that's great. But uh, yeah, I feel like that. Because the the game no, because the movie has a specific ending to the mystery that feels like it puts the game in a bad spot. Like if they try to make a sequel, oh, everybody's sure. going to assume it has the same big plot twist as the movie, right? So they'd either have to be very, you know, make it very clear from the start that we're doing something different, or just go along with it and hope nobody saw the movie. Yeah, yeah, they'd have to. Gosh, or they they could do like a spinoff to the spinoff and make it like. Detective Raichu or, or Detective Squirtle or something. <laughs> Just pick a different Pokemon. Or instead of doing Detective, yeah. make it like Co Coast Guard Squirtle. How about that? 
That would work. Yes, he'd be a Coast Guard member. (laughs) (laughs) What I really liked about the game also, besides the mystery uh, and all the graphics, uh, because it plays a lot like Ace Attorney Investigations, where you you just solve a bunch of mysteries. You go to this place, you uh, talk to a bunch of characters, you occasionally solve puzzles, and and, and you solve mysteries. But uh, I really liked how you didn't have to know anything about the pokemon lore really oh, that's to understand good. the game that's that was that was really really good so and uh those are i think those are the only games i've been playing recently what about you yeah uh i just the other day uh finished playing final fantasy 15 uh which is like the third final fantasy game i've played something like that um and i Really enjoyed it. I liked that it's not turn-based menu combat, that it's just like you push X or circle and you hit stuff. That's that's always been sort of my jam with RPGs. And I really liked that, at the very least, the, the first half of the game was basically like one big goofy road trip with your idiot friends. I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, so I, I enjoyed the game a lot. Um but the weird game that I've been playing lately, uh, see if you, if you are familiar with this game, uh, some of our listeners probably are, a uh, game called Radical Dreamers. Does that sound at all familiar to you? Never heard of it. <laughs> nope. So it was a pseudo sequel to Chrono Trigger that one only came out in Japan and two only came out on Japan's weird early internet of uh, peripheral for the super nintendo it was called like the satellite view i think uh so it was a download a download only game in only in japan in like 1996 or something (laughs) so this this very absurd absurdly existing game um uh for my birthday i actually got a um i got a super nintendo cartridge of the game a reproduction super nintendo cartridge of an English translation of the game. Uh, so I've been playing through that a lot lately, and it's it's really interesting because uh, it's essentially a, a visual novel uh, that's set in the Chrono universe. It's it uh, For anyone who's played Chrono Cross, it's, uh, it's it has a similar basis to that game. Uh, Surge isn't other characters that you recognize are in it, um, but it's also not in the same universe. It's a weird alternate universe thing. Um but yeah, the, the gameplay is really, it's, it actually almost reminds me of old text adventures in a way too, because it's really like it describes the scene and then you make a decision like, uh, I open the door or I go left and keep going down the hallway and stuff like that. Um, but it also tries to do combat, which is kind of fun. It has random encounters where you get attacked by a skeleton and you have to choose whether to dodge or hit or or fall to the ground. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's very interesting the way that does combat um, menu visual novel style combat. It almost made me think there, there could be a way to adapt that into one of our games. Um, uh, that does sound know. like it could work. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really, it actually, it feels so much more like D and D to me too, than typical RPGs. Cause it's like, very situation specific it's like like the way you defeat a skeleton is like like the sort of dumb thing i would do in D where i try to knock its head off and then pick its head up and smash it on the ground that's like what you actually do in the game it's not just i swing my sword and deal two damage it's it's very 
kind of visually descriptive like that. And I really, really, that really struck me. I really enjoyed that a lot. Just the way you describe it, it kind of reminds me of like those old text adventure games. Or, you know, I I think I mentioned Deja Vu as the first person. Uh, Yeah. That's also like a... It's it's an adventure game, but it's definitely very um, could be done as a visual novel too. Yeah, yeah. I feel like maybe that would be a direction we would take a, a future game, but that one is also um, very, I guess, text heavy in its description of the various areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's what's interesting about this one too. Is it's definitely it it's not really a visual novel. It's definitely more of a text adventure, but there also is art. Like, there are background scenes, and you sometimes see characters, but it's not its not the most visual game. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's so fascinating to me, playing a game that's, that's sort of in our genre, but that came out so, so long ago when nobody was really making games like this. It's a, it's a very interesting historical perspective on the genre, I think. It's also the sort of game where you really need a map to play it, because otherwise you get lost immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Which did happen sounds to me. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it sounds definitely like something that would be from a game 20, yeah. <laughs> 30 years ago, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I would I would probably try to avoid that part if we were to develop such a game. But yeah, the combat I thought was was super interesting and so much so much more fun to me than normal RPG combat. Uh much like Final Fantasy XV's was, though, in a very different way. Um so that's that's sort of what I've been playing lately. Okay, sounds interesting. Oh, I guess I guess we've got games that we could check out for uh, inspiration. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch Whenever your video we of Carol get Reed. around yeah. to making new games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Were we talking about wanting to include dice rolls in a game? That would that would dovetail pretty well with combat. If for some reason we had a game that that somehow involved combat, I don't know what that would even be exactly. We're not we're not particularly violence oriented developers. Yeah, I don't think we'd even know how to do that. Maybe do emotional damage to people. <laughs> All right, I think that about does it for this month's episode. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Paul M. Franzen, and Michael is at Argofump, spelled exactly as it sounds. You can check out all of our games on Steam or itch.io, or just visit orock.com for the complete library. Our theme song is Dead Monster by March of the Danger Men. You can check them out on SoundCloud. And finally, if you have any questions about game development or our games specifically, we'd love to hear them. Email them to podcast at oarock.com. Uh, is there anything you'd like to add, Michael? Buy our game when it comes out this month. Yes. Yay. Please buy our game. Please wishlist it on Steam. If you're not ready to buy it, please tell everyone to buy it. Uh, if you see me tweeting about it, please retweet it. Uh, Oh, and also, we, we sort of have a Discord right now. Uh, I tweeted out the link on the Oarock Studios Twitter account. You can find it there. I don't really know what the link is. It's a bunch of random numbers and letters, I think. I don't know. I don't know how Discord is. Uh, so, yeah. I think that's it. Uh, bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> bye. <laughs> You have to, uh, you have to, uh, leave somehow. Don't forget to send me the link, also. Oh, you're gone. It's just me now. Hey, can, no. 
It's just me. Can anyone hear me? I'm all alone. Oh, well. I don't know how Discord works. I haven't figured out how to leave yet. Now I did. <laughs> 